0: Hey everyone, it's me, Queen PR, one half of those wrestling girls, and I am here to invite you to the next big event that you can catch those wrestling girls at, and that is the Black Wrestle Fest, presented by Pretty Heels. And that goes down in Brooklyn, New York, Juneteenth weekend. That is a two-day wrestling convention taking place on June 18th and 19th and is an inclusive series of events fusing urban culture and sports entertainment. Events include a wrestling rap battle, a wrestling video gaming tournament, panel discussions and Q&As, meet and greets, in-ring experiences, including a battle club pro show, Uh, promo photos, promo battles, party bus to the Pro Wrestling Vibe Show. And I'm pretty sure between now and then there are going to be more events added. Shout out to Danielle and her Pretty Hills team who have been putting in that work to make this two-day wrestling convention a success. And we're really excited about it. Um, You'll be able to meet some of your favorites in the Black wrestling community, including The one and only Faye Jackson, The Wrestling Realm, shout out to Brian H. Waters, uh, Gia Scott, Darius Carter, Willow Nightingale, Prolific, Shane Taylor, Big Swole, The Jabba Here's Podcast Network, and of course queen PR me and Krista B will be joined by friends and the podcast row, which will be a live podcast amongst a lot of other fun things, both days at black wrestle fest. So make sure you check out our booth. Um, and you're not going to want to miss the after party. You are always going to want to party with those wrestling girls. And that will be taking place at essence bar in Brooklyn as well. That Saturday night, um, more information is going to be coming. So make sure you follow black wrestle fest on on Twitter and Instagram, Pretty Hills XOXO on both of those platforms as well. There will be more fun announcements. Again, you have to be at Black WrestleFest. It is a series of events that really, really, really will be like once in a lifetime opportunities there is a renaissance in the black indie wrestling scene i will continue to say it and i'm really excited and i feel very fortunate to be a part of it and i love that i'm inviting our wonderful fan community to this inclusive event um you can visit blackwrestlefest.com for more information on travel they are partnerships with airlines and hotels um, so please, I know it's very short notice, but make sure you check that out and see what you can make happen. Um, you can also find sponsorship and vendor information on there as well. Um, sponsors already include Mania Club, Will Love Designs, Dr. D. Dow Johnson's wrestling showcase, um, battle club pro of course, Job of course, and so much more. This is one of those exciting events that you are not gonna want to miss. Um, we are doing family reunions all year long. Um, I'm excited to get into more events. And Lexi like and Doll um, from The Well Minority and those Wrestling Girls family says this summer we are either outside or ringside and I think we're going to keep that model up up until like forever so make sure you check out blackwrestlefest.com if you cannot make it uh, please buy a ticket and support sponsor a ticket for someone that lives in the New York area again you're going to want to be in Brooklyn for this and uh, you have any more questions or anything follow us on social media and visit blackwrestlefest.com and we will see you Hey, it's me, the mouth of yeah, sound, Jimmy Hart. Hey, you got to listen to the, those wrestling girls. They're awesome, baby. Hey, everybody. What's up? We're back. Is those, sorry, sorry. Can we get like a 10-second a countdown? That was like 10 seconds, but okay. Just let me know when you're actually ready, because I'm right. going to edit That's it anyway. Countdown's for five, four, three, and then, you know. All right. After I post this link, then we can go. Link is posted in five, four, three, two. Hey everybody, what's up, we're back. It's your girls, Those Wrestling Girls. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And today we are continuing our Golden Era series. Last series, last episode we did was on um, the one and only Miss Elizabeth. So we're gonna go from Babyface To heal. That was kind of like her (laughs) arch nemesis. Like the complete opposite. Complete opposite. So we're definitely gonna talk about the one and only Miss Sensational Sherry today. But before we get into that, y'all know we have to do our check-ins. Y'all know we have to, you know, just catch up with each other. As much as you see P and I on on social media, sometimes we'll talk all wrestling, don't even like check in with each other. So P, how you feeling? What's been going on? Um, I've been really good. Like it's it's definitely been a very interesting few weeks there's so many like everyone around me is thriving like me and um shout out to um letty we just talked about how like everyone around us including ourselves is thriving like professionally personally i see like a lot of growth in a lot of my friends and like even in myself and um I want to keep like riding that wave, like definitely your brunch panel, like definitely inspired me even more to like keep pushing. And so I'm really just feel so thankful and like truly blessed just for um, the opportunities that he's put in my life, um, God, and also the love that I have in my life right now from family to friends to, um, you know, having, you know, finding... Finding your person. Yes. and Yes. Yes. Finding your person um, and appreciating that, like, sometimes, like, timing isn't everything. And I had to learn that, um... Cause i used to be like very impatient i used to think i was a patient person i don't know where i got that from but i always um kind of wanted things to happen fast like when i graduated college i expected like that next year to be like in my dream job and i did not even know what the fuck that was 10 years ago and now i feel like i'm like living exactly like what i wanted so it's like sometimes things like sometimes god has a plan that you're not supposed to know what it is. And you're not That's supposed true. to plan it because it's not your fucking plan. So true. I am at a time where I am just taking things day by day for once. I am kind of like appreciating that like long-term booking is, is a great thing. And you just have to be patient. That's a fact. I love that. I love <laughs> the fact that you feel that way. I, I do. Know. I literally be having these outer body experiences or I really would just sit and speak and be like, yo, all of my friends are literally out here. Like for some reason, because you know, blacks don't crack. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking like we're in our twenties, like, and I'm just like, yo, we got to be happening. You always got to have those group of friends who are always going to keep you grounded. Who are always going to make sure that if you're falling, to where they can step in and help you come up and not just live and mooch off of you and suck the energy out of you because right. we all know energy is everything. Oh, percent Energy is everything. And if you have a person who's draining your energy, you will not be happy. You will always sit there and feel like, you know, miserable with yourself. And it's okay. Like I've come to a realization, like it's okay to cut people off or keep people at our arms distance or tell them how you feel and let them, See, let them reciprocate how you feel. And if they don't respond in a way where it's going to better you guys' friendship or relationship or whatever it is, it's okay to cut them off and walk away. Yep, a 100%. And as sad as that is sometimes, because I feel like friendship breakups sometimes are like worse than like romantic breakups, yeah. and you just have to accept it. Like, And you can own that you miss them, but if they're not bringing that right energy around you, then you just got to clip them. Right. That's yeah. it. Um, so for me, I've been really booked by hosting multiple shows and like you know, trying to get my 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 not trying. I'm getting myself back in order financially, spiritually, yeah. physically, mentally, getting myself back in order. Um, I'm I think I'm gonna take your advice and do another event sometime yeah. this later this year um i'm not sure what it is yet probably like a small like mixer type Mm. situation i don't i don't know yet i'm getting these ideas i'm talking to people and getting things in the works that's going to lead into the the big event next year which is going to be the third annual brunch and panel i can't wait so yeah i think i'm gonna take your advice you you, i mean you weren't the only one who said do a biannual thing so um so yeah i think i'm definitely gonna do something so y'all yeah, just stay tuned. My my creative juices are flowing. I'm back. Mm-hmm. As you guys can see, if you haven't been following my my website, my blog, Unapologetically Eclectic, I've been doing things all month of June, celebrating Black Music Month, um, interviewing okay. different artists, like starting a little podcast. I feel like that's more easier for me instead of like sitting and transcribing. I can already just like have them up. We can speak about it. Um, is exclusively on my Patreon. Wow. I think it's only like three dollars, two three dollars to sign up to get the the interview. So it's not that expensive. No and it's gonna be like new interviews dropping probably daily or weekly. Um, the first, however, however they book. So if you have anybody who's in this music industry, or you have, you know, a person who wants to be interviewed be- during Black Music Month, just you know, let them hit me up. I'm here. The the link to book an interview is in the bio it. and we're just gonna have a good time we're just gonna rock out have a good time it's been so fun as far so fun as far i'm so excited for that Thank and you. it's good to do things also like outside of wrestling as well right because like as much as i love it it's like it can't be like a hundred percent of my life so right. you gotta find yourself like me i found myself like a few weeks ago in the tattoo shop no nah. okay. i can't like to see it in person i know right like I was in the sun before and I was just like, oh, I don't even know if you guys can. Oh my god, that's so dope. I love that. It's my Harry Potter tattoo. It's so cool. I, I love look. it. And I was on the phone after I got it. I was like, oh hey, my talking to my best friend DJ. I was like, yo, now I got two on one, two on the right, two on the left. I got three on the right one on the I got three on the left one on the right I'm like oh man I forget sometimes especially now that like it's getting warmer out and like more of my like skin is showing and people are like oh like what's that and I'm like what are you talking about Especially they're in places that my tattoos are in places that are not visible to me so I'm like what are you talking about I'm like oh that yeah Uh uh-huh I feel like this one and this one going to be the most two visibles because the other one is on my side. Yeah. And the one, oh, the one in the back of my leg is going to be visible because I wear shorts and dresses in the summertime. Yeah. So, those three will be visible. New York finally getting here because we are going to be outside. Oh, that's a good place to start about, to talk about Black Wrestle Fest. Girl, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, like, really excited. I'm excited, too, because we are actually doing live podcasts that day during black press with us we are going to be on podcast row shut out. oh my goodness i listen i feel like the first person we have to get because she's going to be there mm-hmm. is big swole Oh, of course. Oh, my God. We have to get her. I'm, I'm literally writing that down, and we're going to make that happen. Um, I'm make that happen. Yeah, we have to. So for those that don't know what Black WrestleFest is, it is going to be a Black wrestling convention hosted by Pretty Hill. Shout out to Danny and her amazing team. They have put in a lot of work the last few months putting it together, and we are going to be a part of Podcast Row, which is going to be really exciting with other um dope podcast so that's juneteenth weekend june 18th and 19th in brooklyn um so this is definitely something you want to if you can come to new york for at least one of the two days um and if not please check out the website there's a lot of different things happening there's a wrestling rap battle a wrestling tournament q a wrestling game shows meet and greets in ring experiences promo photos and promo battles, a party bus to the pro wrestling vibe show. And that is, I feel like they're adding things as we go along. Cause I'm reading, you know, the flyer that I had. Like, It's going to be one of those events that you're not going to want to miss, especially if you are a black person that likes wrestling. (laughs) We should take pictures, like professional pictures and have like on a postcard or something so that when we're there, we can like sign them and give them out for those who want them right right we'll talk about that sideline because we can't give y'all all all our ideas come to the convention it's going to be really fun and I don't know. I think it was Danny who tweeted it, who said, like, we are doing family reunions all year long. You know, like, I think it all started from, like, Jobber Slam last summer. And then us doing our meetups in New York and our anniversary party. And then now us getting more into the indie scene. Um, and this event is definitely a part of that growth in that next chapter for those wrestling girls. Which I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because I always wanted to do, like, more events and, like, saying um but yeah like and with your hosting so i feel like this is a really exciting event and um it's definitely like the kickoff to like new shit new things new chapter absolutely definitely here for it so now that we're all checked in and we're all caught up with each other we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna jump right into this episode of sensation of sherry It's me, Queen PR one half of Those Wrestling Girls, and our friends over at Ripple Junction want us to remind you that all of our favorite designs, including this Roy's Boar shirt, have gotten relaunched in new designs and a variety of new colors. And you can get a t-shirt for all your favorite fandoms, whether it's The Office, your favorite movies, your favorite brands, there's everything over at Ripple Junction. And don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling GIRLS to save 50% off. So what are you waiting for? Go on Ripple Junction, Use those those wrestling girls and post your shirts on social media and tag Ripple Junction. All right, y'all, we're back, and of course, like I said, we're definitely talking about the sensational Sherry. We we started off with Miss Elizabeth last time, so this time we're talking about Sensational Sherry. And if you guys who are, who those who are who were raised in the Golden Era, you already know the dynamic the dynamic between these two women. Mm-hmm. Those who were raised in Attitude Era, but you decided to do your history and to do your research on the golden era, you grew to love how they played out on screen. It sucked that it didn't carry on into Attitude Era like we thought it would be, mm-hmm. or we th- like we hoped it would be. Well, not at that time, but probably now because at that time we was just so enthralled in Attitude Era, where they couldn't do no wrong in our eyes. <laughs> um, but I feel like if I had to choose during that time, like who team I would be on, Mm-hmm. i want to say I'm team sherry i definitely would be team sherry because i always felt like she was ahead of her time yeah because a lot like a lot of the women we talk, like i can't wait to do a lundra blaze because they were the total package like you know sh- since sherry could wrestle she was going on the mic she had personality she can keep up with the boys and in, in the ring outside of the ring and we'll get to that too so i think she you know she had it all she always looked good and if she was being Scary, Sherry, she was scary. If she was being sensational, she was sensational. And also, I I can't wait to touch on just her rub on tag teams and upcoming stars and how her being their manager is a sign that, like, okay, you're going to be elevated to the next level. And the fact that this is a female manager doing this, I think, is great because everyone talks about Miss Elizabeth, you know, the first lady of wrestling. She's beautiful. She's poised. She was a part of very – like important storylines, but Sherry was in the mix. She was God, taking yes. bumps. She again was like a, a women's champion. Like she was a wrestler first. So um, what was your like first impression of her? Like, cause of course, you know, we weren't really like she wasn't in the Attitude Era, but like when you discovered her, like what was your- I think my very first impression of sensation of Sherry is when she came back like mm. in 2006 <laughs> or seven. And this is like when Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels was having their feud, mm-hmm. and Sensation of Sherry had came back, and she started singing the the, the girls part on Shawn Michaels' theme song, the yelling and whatnot. And I'm like, was that really her? Like doing it before, yeah. you know? Um, and then I would see the. I feel like what also really got me into Sensation of Sherry, or like my first uh, memory of her was when, of course, that infamous turning on Macho Man and Miss mm. Elizabeth jumped in the ring and, like, kicked her ass. And, like, you know, that was really my first, first, like, oh, well, she a traitor. Like, yeah no. <laughs> like well, she was the money to fame the spotlight. She wanted to be on top. She's she's the gold digger. And you could tell. You can see it. And I love how it played off in the, um like, I'm going to say in the movie. Yeah, right. I love how it played off in the, like, on screen like especially at the pay-per-view that they did that at it was just amazing so for me to see her in that light but then i kind of feel like and maybe i'm wrong but like like you said we're an attitude we group up an attitude group, so we really don't know as much but i like storylines after i kind of feel like she kind of fell off after that and yeah. that's my opinion maybe because i didn't like look into it anymore because going back to the macho man documentaries and stuff that i've seen it was just like oh yeah i'm Miss Elizabeth, like, I'm, you know, I'm a sucker for love. So it's just like, I love to see the true storylines and stuff behind that. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, Sherry, you out of here, bye. Yep. Yep. For sure. I think that was my, definitely my first, and my first introduction to her is how she played a role in the whole Miss Elizabeth Macho Man, you know, reuniting kind of thing. And her being the complete opposite of Miss Elizabeth and a part of Macho Man Turning Hill again, um with her as manager so and then i just always admired like women who can be especially at that time the fact that or like i like luna vachon like how they could be like you know um intense and like aggressive and strong and just like scream into the camera just as aggressively as the men like i really admire that um like looking back and then just learning more about the you know the business and being like okay well she was one of the toughest people you know so then i'm like okay this is someone that i think then getting more into like definitely had her time definitely someone who um i thought doesn't i feel like her legacy doesn't get talked about enough so that's why i'm I'm excited she was also a wrestler right i feel like i feel like her legacy people somewhat tarnish it because of her lifestyle like the lifestyle she she um she lived after wrestling or maybe during but at the same time some of the things that she was doing during that time the men were doing it too mm-hmm. and a lot of them their legacies is like through the roof oh yeah legend is not a third i don't is was she posth- posthumously entered into the hall of fame like is she a hall of famer um she is a let me find. We're out. in my Hall of Fame book, right? <laughs> find my Hall of Fame so she book. She was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006 by Ted DiBiase. Oh, so she was um, alive when she got her. Um, yes, okay. she was, and she um absolutely deserves that. Um, you know, I I I would have been upset to learn that she wasn't because of everything she did. So let's like go into her history. Yeah. Um, with um, you know, how she got into wrestling because before she was an iconic manager, she was a re- like, you know, so she inquired about wrestling in 1974 when she was 16. So it's also interesting to a lot of people at a very young age, you know, you want to be a wrestler, like that's that one of those things where it's like you watch it and you hear wrestlers talk about it, and it's like that's what I want to do. Um, and she went to Jake the Snake's father and he was like, Come back in five years, and she did, and she she came back and she ended up, um, wrestling under Fabulous Moolah like most female wrestlers um during that time Ooh, and it, if you it, could tell that story right I'm like I wonder what that experience was like especially right. learning how Moolah treated her wrestlers um but um and I mean, the fact that she went to Jake the Snake's father we already know that ain't that's another thing that's another thing. So it was just like, ooh, wow. Look okay, ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't ooh, picture yeah, that. but it also, no, you're good. Like, it also makes you think of what women have to tolerate to be in that business. And we, you know, I, I can't help but think of like that dark side of the ring of like the plane ride from Helen how Terry had to no sell. No sell. Borderline sexual harassment. And that's in the early 2000s. So imagine what it's like in this wild ass 70s, 80s, even like 90s for these women. So they had to really love the business and have thick skin to get where Sherry got, and especially with some of the people she's encountered, like Jake the Snake's father, the fabulous Mula. you know. But a Moolah will get you, Get you know, if you're a female wrestler in the business, you got to go through her at some point. Mm. <laughs> it sucks, but you're right. Fuck, yeah. It and does. it's bad because learning about Mula and may you be introduced to them in attitude era and king's <laughs> commentary about them all the time it is it was very funny but then you <laughs> learn his history and it's just like oh my gosh like and they let her come back but then like i said the attitude era was just this shameless unapologetic crass like it was just everything you wanted it to be and more. Now you go back and it's cringe worthy, some some of it. Cringeworthy. It is cringe worthy. And I'm just like, damn, why couldn't Sensation of Sherry instead of I think she did she did she go to WCW as well? Like they yeah, all made that yeah. jump. Um, she ends up going to WCW at some point, And her partying definitely ends up playing a role in like the The course of her career and and Mm -hmm. i I feel like that is probably one of the things that maybe held her back but again the point that we always make is like women like sherry was doing what the men were doing and they are always held at a higher standard which is so unfortunate but yeah i feel like some of these men feel very inferior to women especially in wrestling world not even just in wwe wrestling in general because you have these women who come out and you have these women who show up show out you have the EST on your walls. You, like you have Becky. Look at the, the 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 blood on her face. You have people like Luna, and Luna's story is so sad and so heartbreaking. You have people like um, Sherry Martel, Alondra Blaze. Miss um, Elizabeth didn't really fight too much or at all, if any at all. I don't believe so. Um, who else? Uh, the, her name is escaping me, but she was definitely a pivotal moment in um wendy richter. yes wendy richter like you have these women who've come out and showed out and performed and got big pops and applause and it's just like yeah. once a man gets a whiff threatened they're intimidated threatened yeah oh, no we got to put them somewhere else like they don't want to. They don't want to be outshone by a woman. But one thing I have noticed, just like listening to shoot interviews and people behind the scenes, is you know Sherry, like Mula, and like and like Luna, and a lot of the women you mentioned, they did have the respect to be in this business. Like they yeah. were like, you know, that's a tough ass woman. You know, Martel was sent to Japan. Uh, Sherry Martel was uh, like sent to Japan, and I think that's really where you learn, like, you know, what this the toughness. Of this business, I think. So you know, Japan is I was watching New Japan Pro a few weeks Ooh. ago, and I was just like <laughs> my stomach can't handle this. Yeah, it's a lot. Not right now. It's crazy, but I understand like it definitely will build tougher skin. It would definitely build this that stamina. It would definitely take you to a whole nother level, especially when you come back to America to fight to be a n in and an American promotion. <laughs> It will definitely build you up. So for you to be sent out there in the 80s when wrestling was just starting to become something out there, um, something amazing, something amazing. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so she was end- she ended up getting kicked out of Moolah School for, like, her partying. Um, but she ends up wrestling in AWA. She becomes women's champion three times, which is, you know... To say you're a three-time women's champion, I think, especially at that time, is is pretty awesome. It's history-making. It's groundbreaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, And that was, you know, in the 80s. And she ended up going to WWE, WWF at the time. And she beat Moolah for her first WWF Women's Championship in 1987. Nice. As she should, as she should. Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Definitely full circle. Um, And then from there... You know, she held it for fifteen months. So she held it for like a she held it for a year, three months. Um, I mean, that's, that's a long time. The era of moolah, and the error of just the fact that the women's championship was in existence for 15 months and it was like defended like right that's huge well we don't know if it was defended because look how long Mula held it without being no defense well it it said that she defended against debbie combs velvet mcintyre we should do something on her too and i feel like velvet mcintyre is jake the snake's sister i really believe that too. i think that because (laughs) remember she she didn't want that family name because who her right. father was and how it was. So I feel like that's Jake the Snake's sister. You guys can definitely correct us if we're wrong, yeah. but I feel like Velvet mm-hmm. McIntyre. And then watching their dark side, it was just like, y'all all related? No, so, because, so Velvet McIntyre is, um you're thinking of Rock and Robin, actually. That's what I'm thinking about, and then, okay. And that's who she dropped the title to in, in October, 1988. So that's very, very cool how that like worked out. <laughs> So we should do like a, a series on these women because I've never heard of De- Debbie Combs and Velvet McIntyre right. and Desiree Peterson. Never heard of them. Same. I think it would be cool to do a like real talk episode on the women that were covered in Dark Side of the Ring. Right. That would be cool. That would be you know, amazing. Miss Elizabeth, Moolah, um, um, Rockin' Robin, Luna. Okay, cool. So listen, that's <laughs> Patreon content, y'all. But definitely... um. So, so, Sherry dropped the belt to Rockin' Robin, and then we just started to see her in a whole nother realm, a whole nother role. She was more of like a manager. She became a manager. Moving forward because, you know, the championship gets uh, discontinued at one point in WWF, and it really, really wasn't about females wrestling at a certain time so she was definitely transitioned into the manager role and people say she's one of the greatest I would agree with this statement that she's one of the greatest managers you know ever like the people that she's been associated with the careers that she's jump-started in like WWE, ECW, WCW she even you did a little bit in TNA so I'm excited to get into that part of her career. it's me queen pr one half of those wrestling girls and i'm here to remind you that i'm a proud brand ambassador for birdie b the clothing and lifestyle brand founded by WWE hall of famers nikki and brie bella and what i love most about the brand is that it's gender inclusive it's body image positive and there are a lot of unique pieces with new drops every thursday and i personally like to dress these pieces up and down for the gym, for brunch with the girls, for a day night out, you there really is something for everyone. So make sure you post your outfits to Birdie B using the hashtag YourBirdieB and follow Birdie B on all platforms. There's always a sale going on, new drops every Thursday, and I hope to see your unique looks. All right, y'all, we're back. And this is the moment I feel like p has been waiting for, right? Like, she's very <laughs> excited to learn that Sherry Martel was definitely a wrestler in her early stages of, of in the early stages of her career. Mm-hmm. But now P's about to be like, I think I'm gonna have to let her talk about Sherry Martell's managerial <laughs> skills because she was just this, so this is her, like, she was so good. And like when I think of like the golden era of like the '80s and how the men were, like, these larger-than-life characters. They, like, yelled, and they were huge, and they were, you know, almost not real. Like, Hulk Hogan was a superhero, like, at some point. So the fact that there were women that were in the mix of that and, like, were holding their own with them and and being just as, like, um explosive as a macho man and, and sherry brought that and i always appreciated that about her that's why i would say she was so ahead of her time because she had everything like she wrestled she was good on the mic she was able to manage she can do color commentary she can because she's a wrestler she can take bumps so she was like what miss elizabeth like kind of contributed but like to like a whole nother level for me so of course that's you know i think her most notable yeah contribution is, you know, Wrestlemania 5 and um, them becoming heels together and then the whole Miss Elizabeth thing, but I think one of the other things she'll most not- be noted for is um, what she did for Shawn Michaels' career. Yeah, because of the song. Right. The song, um, although, like, at first, I'm just like, I I promise you, I wasn't today years old when I knew that Shawn Michaels recorded his own song, but I was kind of like... <laughs> maybe from um, 22 23 because mm-hmm. it's just like you hear the tut, 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 and then you just go crazy like you don't even care who's singing the damn song like you just go crazy but then like I said I was oh, 2006 7 Well, um how old was I? like 16 17 so it was just like the, and I saw her like in the ring singing the song and whatnot and I'm just like oh that's her on there that's when two and two click that's when two and two made four right about the song and there and but yeah she has done a lot for Shawn michael's career was he no she he wasn't her first manager like she, he wasn't her first client i'm saying I, I mean. um i think it was probably like macho man and yeah that, it was macho man other people here or there if i'm not mistaken um but i just want to know what that conversation was like right exactly like Whoever was there, that conversation on, I think we should put you in a managerial role. I wonder if it was played into because there weren't enough females for her to fight Mm -hmm. or it proved like she proved that she can literally stand toe to toe with these dudes, no matter big, small, fat, skinny, ugly, whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just want to know what that conversation was like and if they really saw that in her. Mm-hmm. because they knew that she was a hot commodity so they did not want her to leave right so you gotta yeah. find a place for her yeah so i wonder if they was just like they thought like they struck gold when they made her a manager uh i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they uh-huh. they definitely saw that because mm-hmm. and so she actually managed ted dibiase before um She was partnered with Shawn Michaels. And that's another larger than life main staple in that the golden era time. So and I can see them working together because, you know, sensational Sherry, scary Sherry is, you know, she's not afraid to do whatever she needs to do to win a match. So (laughs) she fit right in with that. So I appreciated that as well. Like looking back at clips and just like reading some of the people she shared a ring with Roddy, uh, Roddy Piper, you know, even like the ultimate warrior. Like she was she worked with everyone. She's worked in Madison Square Garden. And again, these are things that didn't come easy at that time for men. Like that was a cutthroat, very few opportunities. And then as a woman, as a woman, you're like featured. On, in that, on that stage, which I loved But with Shawn Michaels And he credits her all the time Like all his, you know Documentaries and everything that he talks about He always says how being partnered with her When he went solo After turning on Mar- Marty Jannetty And he took on this, you know, heartbreaked persona Sherry was a huge, huge, huge part of that Mm-hmm Mm-hmm huge I part see it, it. Yeah. Um, You know, he's breaking into the bu- business He just turned heel So why not have one of the ultimate heels in your corner? Like, Sherry Martel is definitely the ultimate heel. She will always carry that. So from after, you know, helping Shawn Michaels launch his career, things started to slow down for her in WWE. They were going in a different direction. So she ended up leaving in 1993 and signed to ECW, where she became the manager of Shane Douglas. Mm. And we already know how ECW kind of played out. Right. It didn't last too long. Um, and then from there, she left ECW. She's only there for like a year, maybe however many months. And then she signed with WCW in 1994. Mm-hmm. And that's when she worked along another famous heel, a bad guy, if you will. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a bad guy, y'all. Not the bad guy. I right. don't want y'all to get, say, I don't know my wrestling stuff. A bad <clears throat> guy. in Ric Flair, Nature Boy Ric Flair. Right. Yeah, and then she became the manager to Harlem Heat. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like that was like one of her most pivotal moments. I Harlem Heat. I totally, totally agree. And I think that the fact that when you want to like basically seeing Sherry as the rub, like knowing that okay, we want to elevate you, we're gonna put you with Sherry, like with Shawn Michaels, and and Everybody knows what he ended up becoming. um We talked about Ted DiBiase, another hall like Hall of Famer. We're talking about Harlem Heat, Booker T. They are Hall of fame We watched them get inducted into the Hall of Fame. We did. We were there for that. We, were we definitely there. was there for that. So, and she's a part of that. And again, you can't tell Harlem Heat's story without talking about sensational or scary Sherry or Sister Sherry. Sister, she was Especially Sister Sherry at that time. At that time. <laughs> Me and Letty think that's hilarious. Um, but. So the fact that she was pivotal in these, you know, wrestlers becoming huge stars and it's based on the rub. And it it kind of makes you think, too, because you think of the years that we're talking about, 93, 94, you know, things were just about to pop for the Attitude Era, like you said earlier. And she, I believe, like a lot of other talents at that time was their own worst enemy, where the partying and just the... the toll this business takes on you and and what you have to do to cope. I think she was one of those people that absolutely was a victim of that and, and would have done so much more than what we're talking about now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, given that she had that rub, as you said, Harlan Heat went on to win seven tag team titles. Like They won the tag team title seven times in WCW before leaving the company. Um, and then after, you know, that disbanded, she ended up being on the independent scene, on the independent circuit um, in the early 2000s. Then she came back 2005, like I mentioned earlier, earlier, where she was just like part of this storyline with Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels, because <laughs> it was just like, why not? Like you have Shawn Michaels who came back, rehabilitated, after his back surgery and you know i believe he and him and triple h already had their feud and which fucking amazing like yeah one right. of the best views hands down and then you go from all of that to go have a feud with um kurt angle right after kurt angle hair was shaved head mm-hmm. was shaved and and then to have sensational sensational sherry come back and sing her original part on the song after Kurt Angle try to make a mockery of the song in his own way. It was just, it was like a breath of fresh air to see because during that time, you know, we were in high school, so we really weren't watching, right, wrestling at that time. It was just like that that awkward stage is like, okay, well, we we're in high school now. Like, why are we sitting here watching? We're we we adults at this point. Like, right. wrestling for kids. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and it was it was like a breath of fresh air yeah I really um see her back it was good and that actually led into to the match in wrestlemania 21. yeah it really it. did and then even having like the spoof that kurt angle did of the song because sherry sang the sexy boy entrance song so tying that into it and i also can't help but think talking about it because it's like the mid-2000s now it's like we're now introducing Sherry to that next generation. Uh So now people can see, you know, she had, no one knew, you know, it's tragic that her career and life ended so early. We didn't know that at the time. So it's good that people got to see, she got to mix it up with like that next generation of stars with the Kurt Angles and fans got to learn who she was and she was able to do what she does best. And, I mean, how that's what's so cool about wrestling is how fun is that, like, all these years later, you know, Shawn Michaels comes back as a completely different person, you know, having grown as a person and being sober and all this stuff, and now he's mixing it up with Kurt Angle, who's like that next level, you know, goat, basically, and then bringing back that female legend to be a part of it, and it'd be awesome, and it works, and it ties in together, is like, you know, I'm glad that that was able to happen when it Uh for sure. So after that, in the epic WrestleMania 21 match, Sherry was inducted into a Hall of Fame in 2006 by Ted DiBiase, her first client, which was another full circle moment for her. Who, who better then, right? Right. Inducted her. She's Now she's enshrined in a Hall of Fame forever. Yeah. And then um, after that, she goes, she makes what will we would know it as her final TV appearance in TNA when she was with Bobby Roode. And nobody knew, like, that would have been her last appearance. Right. And and just also just, like... Just wrestling coming full circle, you know him, Bobby Roode ending up going to WWE. You know, is he still doing anything, Rob Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode, whatever? Um, he pops up with Dolph Ziggler <laughs> every now and again, sure. but it's just like, what are you doing? To be honest, right, exactly. I feel you on that one. But um, but yeah. So she definitely had for a short career, and having died so young, the following year after getting inducted into the Hall of Fame in two thousand seven. Um, is remarkable but again you can't help but think you know there could have been so much more that she could have done you know especially when women are doing more in general you know so i'm interested to see like what her legacy will be now that more women are getting into wrestling and you know um when they go back and see you know what sensational you know, sherry you know contribute to the business like what are they going to take from her you know what what qualities you know do you think that they can learn from from sherry I feel like what they can learn from her is definitely in the words of my good sis Ty, standing in your power yes. cuz she literally entered the room commanded it like demanded it, it everything was for her even if it wasn't for her she made it for her she took up her space yeah but um i feel like you what they can learn from it is like making sure your character is either relevant well mm-hmm. it's always going to be relevant whether you're a heel or babyface. as long as you get those reactions as long as you because you, you see in her like it was a genuine thing like she genuinely loved being in right. wrestling like being a part of these promotions you can see it especially golden era coming back it is tragic to see she passed away at the age of forty nine in two thousand and seven. So yeah, um, it just would have been so dope. Like I could see her now if she wants to, she wants to get back in wrestling. Like even her being some type of coach or mentor to a lot of these women,
1: mm-hmm. especially
0: in the NXT brand, bringing them up, um, having some type of creative say and what to do or how to do with these, how to deal with these women properly. Because coming from her experience, I'm pretty sure the way that she would want them dealt with is the way she would have wanted it to be dealt with when it was her turn, when she was like in the spotlight. So um, that's what I, that's what I see like her legacy being. I, I I agree. I think anyone can, if especially if you want to be a manager, if you want to have it all the whole package, you want to be able to wrestle, but then also fall back on being a manager. Um, definitely study Sensational Sherry, Scary Sherry, whatever, and study her character work, study how she, um, again, holds her own with the, with these, you know, larger than life male characters. She holds her own. Um, and again, she's not afraid to go there. She's not afraid to take a bump. So if you want to get into that, I think you should definitely study her. I think you should also learn from, um, just her wrestling skills as well of just also just having the whole package and being like unapologetic about you know being scary being able to be scary sherry being able to you know be aggressive and you know i i, I want to say that we're ugly but that has such a negative connotation but like sherry will yell in your face and she will you know like she can have a beautiful gown on and will be mixing it up and not telling you how it is, is. Yep, I'm thinking of like her and Dusty Rhodes mixing up together. She literally has worked with mostly all the legends at some point, too. So she's definitely someone I think who I'm glad that we are giving her this spotlight. And, you know, because she definitely her contribution is definitely appreciated for sure. I agree. I agree. Well, we would love to thank you all for joining us on this episode of the legacy of Sensational Sherry. Please make sure you follow us on all of our platforms, those wrestling girls everywhere. Subscribe to our Patreon and our YouTube. Um, and please make sure that you join us at Black Wrestling Fest that's happening this weekend. Um, definitely show up, pop up, let's take pictures, be yes. there for the oh. live interviews that we're doing. We're going to have so much fun. It's going to be yeah. so much fun. So, so we nice. just want you out of there to show up on that note. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And we're out of here. Bye. Bye. That was good. Hey, y'all. What's up? It's your girl, Krista B, one half of those wrestling girls. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode. Remember, new episodes drop every other Monday. So please make sure that you follow us on all social media platforms. On that note, it's your girl, Krista B, and I'm out.